finding jobs fast as a self-employed tradesman. Sometimes things they do, they get a little bit slow and you might have just finished a big job or the phone's not been ringing for people who've been asking for quotes. It's just not the work hasn't been coming in. And you need to find work fast. Not in a few weeks, not in a month or two. You need to find work now. Because it can. It can all be going swimmingly well. Where you've got plenty of jobs, plenty of jobs in the pipeline. And you think that, yeah, I'll be comfortable for a few months or for six months. For this year, I've got plenty of work coming in. But things can take the turn just as easy. Maybe one job just goes and gets cancelled. Or there's another company that you're meant to do some work for. It went bust. And you do reach out and you try to bring some of them jobs that you've got in the pipeline. You try to bring them forward a little bit to keep yourself busy. So obviously you've got some work. But the jobs, they're just not ready. The building's not ready for you to do your first fix. So you're basically at home. And then you go and put your thinking cap on. How am I going to drum up some more work? What are the steps that I'm going to take to get some work for tomorrow? So if that sounds like you, then this podcast is going to give you the answers. Welcome back once again. My name is Ben Poulter, your host of Toolbox Talks for Electricians. And however big your company is, however busy you've been in the past, it happens to us all. It all just stops all of a sudden. You haven't got any work. And you can figure out later on why it stopped and why that pipeline of work sort of thinned out and you haven't got anything to do. But for now, you need to figure out how to get some work tomorrow to keep your business going. Whatever reason that a customer might give you to say that they're cancelling the job, it's quite irrelevant because if the customer says, yep, we're not going to go ahead with that job, well, they're not also not going to pay you. So it doesn't really matter for whatever reason that they've decided to cancel the job. There's nothing you can do. Or even if something crazy like the unimaginable happened where we're all got told to stay at home and we can't go out and do any work, our businesses, we have to close. But imagine something like that happened. What are you going to do then? Yeah, I know it's probably unimaginable and probably something like that will never happen. It's like something that happens in the movies. But it could happen, couldn't it? The thing is, you still need to work. You still need to drum up some business because you've still got bills to pay. They're not going to stop. Whatever happens in the world, people still want money, money from you for your NAPIT or your registration or your finance or even insurance. Then bills will keep coming. There's not much it will stop them. So you need to drum up some business and drum it up fast. And sometimes you can see it coming. You can see like the quiet times coming. You're maybe not doing as many quotes. You're not getting as many phone calls for people to ask you to do some work. So you're not getting that many jobs booked in. So sometimes you can see it coming, but it's what you do about it to be able to keep yourself busy in the long run. And if you notice that red flag, but maybe the phone's not ringing, you're not doing as many quotes, and it might just slow down in the, in the near future, then you do something about it. And these are the tips in this podcast that will help you. If you get into the habit of doing, it will help you keep busy in the long run forever. A good place to start would be to figure out why you haven't been getting them calls, why you haven't been quoting for many jobs. And one scenario for me was I used to do some work for this big company, and I was doing work directly for that company and I would always be at that factory either put a new light fitting up they'd maybe move the showroom around move a production line so I'd always be there doing some sort of work 
So obviously, when you're in that area, you get to know everybody. I got to know everybody in the factory, everybody on the factory floor, the people that were picking, and even the people in the office offices, because you had to obviously say, excuse me, guys, I'm going to have to shut your computers down because I'm turning this circuit off. So you get to know everybody in that office, and everyone would know that you're an electrician. So, and everyone needs an electrician, so they'd say, excuse me, mate, can I have your number? And from that one contract where I used to do for that factory, I was probably kept busy for most of the year with all the employees also asking me to do work. But then all of a sudden, that company went under. It was no more. So the work that I got from everybody inside that factory that used to work there, well, that sort of halved. And luckily, though, I had the contact details of a lot of people that worked in that company so they could still contact me to be able to do work for them outside of working for that company. But I do think while I was working at that company, people would see me and see me as an electrician and it would spark a little memory in their head. Oh, we've got that light at home that doesn't work. Maybe we could ask this electrician to pop around to have a look. And that's how I got plenty of work out of that company, being at that factory, just being there, doing the work. People saw you, saw you have your tools in your hand and they saw your electrician. So they'd come up to you while they're at work. Not a lot of people go out of their way to ring you and book an appointment. So when they didn't see me anymore, they didn't see me every week going in and out, fixing a socket, moving a light. Well, I'm assuming that they just thought, well, we'll live with a problem. We're not going to get it fixed. We don't know anybody. And it's interesting for how many people think that there's a domestic electrician, a commercial electrician, and an industrial electrician. And if you're an industrial electrician, you don't do houses. A lot of electricians don't. But if you can do commercial, domestic, and industrial, basically you're a trained electrician, electrics are electrics, if you know how they work, then you'll be able to do any sort of work in any environment. Let your customers know that because the industrial and commercial customers, they'll also have electrics to do in their house. And in the, the domestic customers, there may be managing directors of some big company or some offices that you can also do work for them. So maybe let the customers know as well that you're quite confident on free phase and you can do industrial and commercial premises too. And being in the building trade, you're more than likely 100% confident that you've probably got friends in the building trade. You've got brickies, plumbers, plasterers, chippers. So give them a call. Let them know that you're looking out for more work. I think I made the mistake when I was first starting out years ago of telling everyone that I was busy. Yeah, I've got plenty of work. People would say, Ben, how busy are you? Yep, I'm always busy. You've got plenty of work. Thanks. I used to do this because I assumed that if I said to somebody, no, I haven't got much work. They'd think that I was a loser and I was rubbish at maybe be at my job at running a business. So I didn't really tell people that mm, I'm a bit quiet. I could do with a bit more work. I didn't sort of tell people that. And that was a mistake. Because basically, if you haven't got any work, then maybe you are a loser. And you need to do something about it to generate more work for your business. And to go that little step further, when you are busy, just tell people you're not. People always ask you, well, how busy are you at the moment? I'm always busy, but I'll always try and fit you in. Just let people know that and then appreciate that more as well. And it'll keep them in mind to think, oh, yes, if I've got a problem, I can ring Ben to do this. If I've got a light fitting to go up, I always say no job too small. As long as I'm prepared to pay for it, I'm not fussed. I'll do a small job one day that will maybe take me an hour or two. Because them hour or two little jobs, they imprint in a customer's mind. They come around, you fit in a light, you maybe had a great conversation they're not really going to make you rich going around changing lights or changing showers or something like that. But maybe if they get in the garden landscaped, they're spending 30 grand on their garden to get it all landscaped. You can guarantee they're going to want lights. And that is going to be a bigger job, which you're going to get asked to do by the customer.
And it's a good idea not to just do this and tell everyone that you're stacked out and you're really busy. If you're not, to your friends and family as well. Because being a bit older these days, sometimes you don't see some of your good mates for a few weeks or a few months. So I'll pop round to one of my mates one day and he's having a loft conversion done. And I'm thinking, hang about, why didn't you ask me to do the electrics? And he said, well, you're always busy, Ben. I, I didn't want to bother you. Which is fine. You're my friend. You can bother me. I would like to do your electrics. I don't mind doing your electrics. And with the downside of that, all these down lights, they were wonky. They weren't even in a straight line. So there's a lesson to be learned there because he could have asked me. And if I put wonky down lights in, I'll guarantee you would have said, Ben, they're wonky, take them down, sort them out. So he didn't say that to me. So he was stuck with wonky down lights and I was stuck with no work. So in effect, we both missed out. So that is a lesson learned there. So whoever asks, whenever they ask, always say, what is it you want doing? I'm sure I could fit you in. They might make an appointment for you to come around to have a look at the work to need doing. Or it could even be one of them easy jobs. You could pop in on the way home, like changing a light or maybe changing a shower. Something that's quite simple that will probably take you 20 minutes. And when running your own business, you will be. You'll be constantly doing quotes. And sometimes people don't accept the quote sometimes people might just want to know the ballpark figure of how much maybe this extension is going to cost or maybe the garden lighting is going to cost or maybe to rewire that house how much it's going to cost and they just don't go ahead with it for some unknown reason you don't know but you're always constantly doing quotes and if you don't hear back from that customer follow up have a little email have a little conversation maybe give them a call and say, right, hi, I sent you the quote. Did you get it? Is there any questions that you have regarding the quote? Because they might want to know why is it so expensive than all the other quotes i got. Then you can more than likely say, well, I, this is what I'm going to fit. I'm going to fit an RCBO board, metal clad, up to the highest standard account to future-proof your house. And they might appreciate that. And who knows, that work might not have gone ahead. And you've just spoke to that customer to remind them to say, yeah, actually, I will have it doing. I do still do still need it doing. So I'm glad you got in contact with me. And when I first started out as well, I used to think that chasing up customers for the quotes that you've put out because you didn't get an answer it was maybe a bad idea. It was a bit of a badgering. You're you're sort of pressurizing him to pressurizing the customer to do the work. No, that's not necessarily how it works. The customer might not have got your email. Your email could have went to junk. That's why you didn't hear a response from them. They might have got a text message to say, yep, I got my email and ignored it because it's got lost in translation. They might have been busy. They might have been on holiday. There's so many different scenarios what could have happened of why they didn't get back to you of all these quotes that you put out all the time. If you get a reply back, you can mark it off as, yep, they got back to me saying, not now. They're going to go ahead in a few months. Well, contact them in a few months and say, right, are you still going ahead? Would you like me to do the wiring? And this is something what happens if you do a lot of work for landlords. Landlords, if you give them a quote, you've given them a, a test on their house and say, look, this is a remedial work that it needs doing. And they're sort of like, yeah, okay, we'll go ahead in a little while. And they'll forget about it because they're not there. They don't see the problem. Maybe their tenants sitting there and they don't really got in contact with the landlord either. So that job will just go unfinished or un it wouldn't be done for ages but the landlord will know it needs doing sooner or later so you could send an email or even get in contact with a customer pop into his workspace or the letting agency somewhere for with a cup of tea and you can sit there and say hi oh, yeah do you remember this job i still needs doing do you want to go ahead that could be an advantage for some work if you need to go ahead like that week or the next day and it could drum up work quite fast because you can guarantee that that landlord 
is going to call you when it's on the deadline, when that test certificate's running out and they need, oh, we need the insurance renewing and that EICR certificate is not really valid. You don't want to be in a position where we are, they phone you up and you're really busy. They say, right, can we do that job? Yeah, I need it done tomorrow. I hate that. I, I won't do it, basically. I don't want to be dictated to by someone to say, rush, rush, rush. I'm not really a rushing kind of guy. I'm quite laid back. And who knows, when you get in contact with that landlord, he might have forgot about it because eh, that property is empty. Well, this is the bonus time, the bonus time to go in. The property is empty. You haven't got to move anything around. If it's, it, it's, it's 10 times easier to do any work in any property when it's empty because you can have it off for as long as you like. You can make as much mess as you like and then get someone to clear it up later. So if work has quietened down a little bit, they chase up old quotes. Who knows? Someone might have forgot, and that'll, that'll give you the work to do the next day. And in this modern day, you can't beat social media for getting work. There are people inside of so many local Facebook groups always asking electrical questions. Maybe they want a bit of, bit of DIY and do it themselves. But the trick here is to create a Facebook page. Create your own page saying your own electrical business with all photos and your contact details on and then join these groups. If you join these groups and answer people's questions, maybe if they're taking a light down and they say, right, I need to take this light down, I've, I've messed up the switch wire, then leave them a detailed answer to try and help them out to say, right, you, if you can do this, you need to find the switch live, but make sure that there's no resistance on that cable or test it out and you've got the earth loop. I'm not saying bamboozle them with answers, but give them an electrician's answer because more than likely they'll think of it and look at it and go, can I pay you to do it? It sounds quite complicated. It happens nine times out of 10. Someone might look at it and think, right, what could be the dangers here? I'll change this light myself. Yeah, you can change your light yourself, but you could also blow the rest of the lights. And if they're expensive LED fittings, you've wired it wrong, you're going to pop all these lights. That guy might have six expensive 100-pound lights in each one. Well, if you're going to blow them all up, it's going to cost you more in the long run. So just maybe let them know that maybe get it right the first time because if you pop one light, you're more than likely going to pop the rest of the circuit. It's going to send the live down to the mall and ruin all your lights. So just, I don't know, let them know in the comments that you need to get it right the first time because I guarantee you nine times out of ten, they'll say, right, okay, they'll check you out. They'll click on you, click on your page, and they'll maybe say, I'll give you a ring and say, hi, I found you on Facebook. Could you please come out and fit this light for me? Inside these groups, there's always people as well saying, hey, look at my burnt socket. Could someone tell me why this happened? So you can give them a detailed response to say, right, it more than likely happened because it's got overheating or it's arcing for a loose connection. Hopefully that socket will just be a matter of replacing the socket. But you need to check if that's fitted with the right size fuse. Do you know which size cable is in that socket? What it's wired to? Is that cable protected by the right size fuse? Is it RCD protected? Like these little things that I, I know that a DIY person doesn't know. They don't know what an RCD is. A lot of people look at a, a small um, armored cable, 2.5, and look at it and think, that's a nice thick cable. That'll run my hot tub. And any electrician will say, no, that's just the sheath. And it looks big because it's got an armored and it's got all the sheathing around it but it's still got 2.5 cores inside. So this is what some people think. See, these little things is what you've got to put in your explanation on the groups for people to click on your page and say, can you please do this work for me? And I know that a lot of people, they do get work out of these Facebook pages. But just be careful to enter the groups which are in your local area. 
because you don't want to go into a group that's maybe 100 miles away, answer some questions. Then they phone you up and say, yeah, I saw you in Facebook group. Can you please come and do the job? And it's just changing a light and you sort of, it'll take you two hours to get there. It's not going to be any, any good. You're not going to do it. So maybe enter your local groups and your local area. If you're in London, then yeah, enter the groups all around London. But if you're sitting around for too long and you need the money, go out and subcontract for two weeks. You can go out to agencies to find a couple of weeks' work, subcontracting, or you can even approach companies to say in your local area, to say, right, can I be a subby for you for a couple of weeks? And that's another contact that you've got within your network. And also, if you've got friends that are also electricians that you've maybe met at the wholesalers, you have a little chinwag with them in the morning, maybe a cup of tea, ask them if you can give them a hand on a day rate maybe for a couple of weeks because it's it swings around about. Because if you give them a hand sometime, they'll more likely think, hmm, I've quietened down. And then when you need a hand on a big job, you can ring them up. Say, can you spare yourself for a couple of weeks? I just need to give this job a bit of a push. And having a network of maybe electricians that you can trust as well, that you help each other out, that can be handy. Because how many times or maybe when you're away and you get a call, someone ring, 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 because their electricity has gone off. You're on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world, maybe sitting on a beach. So there's nothing you can do about it. But if they're a valuable customer and you think, I better answer, let them know that I'm not around because they're only going to keep ringing. So you answer the phone and they say, please, Ben, can you come over and um, sort this out? All our lights have gone off. We can't cook dinner or all our electrics have gone off. The ovens have gone off. We can't cook dinner. And there's a fault that needs doing, like a call out there and then. You can ring up a friend, someone that you know that is a good electrician because you know for a fact they're only going to go to onto Google and Maybe find someone that's going to go in there and say, yeah, your house needs a rewire, mate, and maybe rip them off. Because these customers, your friends, they're going to trust your recommendation. So you can say, right, give this guy a ring and be able to sort you out. And you can say to that guy later on, yeah, well, I gave your number over for this job. And they'll do vice versa. For when they're on holiday, they'll use you as a trusted electrician to be able to send to their customers. And when you have no work, the ideal person that you need to do work for where you know that you can just do it quick you can call them up and you can say right do you need that job doing and they're not going to need a quote they trust you they know you they like you they trust you in their house that would be the sort of ideal person that you could do work for straight away that will help you drum up work fast so who's that going to be i can guarantee you if you've been an electrician for a little while you've probably got a whole list of these exact customers, these customers that know, like, and trust you. And how do you send them the invoice or the certificates? You send them via email these days. That snail mail post, it doesn't happen anymore. Unless you still print them out, people lose them. So I always try tend to send them via email. So you've got their email. What can you do? You could send them a newsletter. Or what I like to call them is email nails. And it's not something like you're going to send them an email saying, hi, I'm here. Do you need any work doing? You're going to put it a bit more subtle than that. You're going to send them an email just letting them know, saying, hey, if you checked out this new um, thermostat heating that you control, can, you can control from your phone. Give them some insights to new technology. Because if it's a guy, maybe some girls are like this as well. You like your gadgets and you could send them, hey, you checked out these kinetic switches. We can have that wiring up in your shed and you can turn your light on from inside your house. How fantastic would that be? Maybe do them a little video just to show them how things work. And your previous customers that you send this email to, they might read the email and think, well, I've already got a thermostat. 
It doesn't matter. Or I've already got kinetic switches that switch on at the garden. It doesn't matter. The reason for this email now is to remind them that you're around. Remind them that you're an electrician. Because they might be reading the email, see the word electrician, remember a job you've done from them for them previously. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about undercovered lights. I wonder if Ben could come around and um, install them for us. Or it'll just remind that customer that that, that shower that keeps tripping off, I need, to, I need to figure that out. I don't know why it keeps tripping off. Maybe if we call that electrician around to have a little look, he could help us out. And another thing with these email nails at the end of them, never be afraid to ask for a referral. Maybe if they share that technology or that email with their family and friends, would they like to do that? You can only ask us to leave. You don't have to push, pressurize it on them. You can even give them a little incentive to say, look, I'll upgrade your sockets to USB sockets if you just share this email with all your friends. I get calls from people all the time saying, hi, Ben, remember you did our kitchen or you rewired our house. Do you mind if I pass your number over to so-and-so? Well, the answer is always yes. Sure, I would love you to pass my number to so-and-so. I don't really, don't really know why they ask, but let the customers know that, that you're happy for them to give your number to other people. Sending out an email to maybe your email list or your customers with emails once a month, maybe, it's got so many benefits. One, it obviously lets customers know that you're still in business. And two, it will keep you fresh in their mind. So when maybe someone mentions an electrician, they might go out for dinner and one of their friends might say, oh, yeah, we're having a bit of a problem because we can't find an electrician and we're, we're ready to get our kitchen finished off or get our kitchen second fixed or something like that. Then the electrician that they've just read their email from previously, that will stick in their mind and they'll go, I can give you a good electrician. He did our kitchen. He did, he rewired our house. So they'd recommend you to their friends because you're the fresh in their mind. And then three, it shows you care as a customer. It shows you care to that customer that you value them. So when you're sitting around doing nothing, maybe because you haven't got any work, the main thing is to do something, anything that's going to benefit you maybe the next day or even the next month. Don't just sit there thinking, that phone will ring sooner or later. I'll get a call. I'll get some work down the line. Hoping is not going to help. Taking action so you do get phone calls and your name and number do get out there for people that are looking for an electrician. That's what's going to keep you busy. And not just keep you busy at the time and get you maybe work that week. It's going to keep you busy and get you work in the future. So these quiet times are a little less often, if at all. So if you want to try out the email nails and send your customers maybe one a month, there is 10 templates that I'll leave a link to in the show notes. You can use, just maybe adapt them to your, with obviously your logo at the top and sign off with your name. And this will help you drum up business for the future in your business and send one out a month and see how that helps your business grow. And until next time, I'll see you again.